This is a hypothetically great podcast. This is Tech News for MBAs. I'm Professor Paul Canetti. It is Friday, November 19th, 2021. This week was relatively slow as far as tech headlines. Nothing massive happened in some of the main areas we've been talking about, like the metaverse, Web3. But we did see some serious action in the world of electric vehicles. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to get right into it. But first, a brief ask, which is to please leave a rating and or review in your local podcast app. If you're listening in Apple Podcasts, great. Spotify, great. Whatever the case may be. It really only takes a couple of minutes of time, but it really helps with the ranking of this podcast. So when someone is searching for tech news, they are likely to find us. So please take a second to do that. I can wait. Okay, it would be too long to wait, but I hope you're doing it anyway. And uh, thank you in advance for doing that. So let's get to it. Our headline of the week. Electric vehicle manufacturer Rivian had its initial public offering, one of the largest in U.S. history, which makes it now the second most valuable automobile company in the country. And it has zero revenue. Back in my day, you couldn't raise a seed round without some revenue. Well, times are different. Not only was this a successful IPO, but again, one of the biggest in U.S. history, Rivian is now worth more than Ford Motor Company. Rivian is now worth more than General Motors. Rivian is not worth more than Tesla, but Tesla is worth an insane amount and yet does way less in sales than many other car companies. What is going on here? First of all, what is Rivian? Rivian is an EV electric vehicle company that was founded in 2009. For some context, Elon Musk joined Tesla in 2008. Tesla was actually founded in 2003. If you notice, Tesla has the Model X and they have their Cybertruck that they uh, were talking about for a while there. But really, they specialize in sedans and sports cars, at least for the time being. Rivian is taking a different piece of the market, which are SUVs and pickup trucks. Adventure vehicles, they call them. And they look really cool. The day that Rivian IPO'd, I happened to be in Brooklyn in Dumbo. And I saw a real-life Rivian pickup truck on the street. And I was like, oh, wow, I guess people are buying Rivians. And I was like, no. This is obviously part of their publicity for the IPO, and that is correct. They've barely sold any cars, especially to consumers. They do have some interesting contracts with corporate partners, like one from Amazon, who ordered 100,000 electric-powered vans, but those are to be delivered over the next decade or so. And so there's a lot of promise for this company, but it is very much in the future tense. If they were founded in 2009, 
And since then, pre-IPO until last week, they've raised something, I think, around $11 billion in funding. It's an expensive task to build a new car company from scratch. And here they are 11 years later, and they still haven't really shipped any products. They don't have any real revenue. They're losing between $1 and $1.5 billion per quarter right now. So why, oh, why is this company so valuable? And how are they able to even have an IPO if they don't even have a business yet? Well, like I said, these are weird times. And I think what we're seeing here thematically are a few different trends at play that are making this possible. The first is just the general interest in all things electric vehicles. You have Tesla, which is insanely, I want to say overvalued, maybe properly valued, but certainly differently valued than some of its peers. Tesla today is worth about a trillion dollars. For some perspective, Toyota is worth around $260 billion. Volkswagen, about $140 billion. And Rivian is right around the same as Volkswagen right now, around $140 billion in market cap. For some perspective, Ford Motor Company is worth almost half of that, hovering around $80 billion, which is right around the same $80 billion that Lucid Motor Corporation is worth. Lucid is another new electric vehicle company that went public earlier this year and similarly has almost no revenue to show for itself. So what is going on here? Well, if you look at the ratio of share price to earnings called the P.E. ratio or price earnings ratio, you can see that a company like Tesla is trading at a P.E. ratio of 340 versus Ford, which is trading at a P.E. ratio of about 28, which is still pretty high, by the way. 340 is like off the charts. That's just like not even supposed to happen. For comparison, a company like Apple uh, right now has a P.E. ratio of about 27 and Berkshire Hathaway is about eight. Now, this is not even a meaningful metric for a company like Rivian because there are no earnings. You would have a zero in the denominator, which just shows how this sort of traditional metric of a P.E. ratio really wasn't designed for today's stock market. This company that is worth well over $100 billion not only doesn't have any profit, it doesn't even have any revenue. It doesn't have any customers. It doesn't have any products on the market. It's all purely speculative. Traditional stock prices at least like to pretend that they are justified and based in the earnings reports that publicly traded companies have to put out every quarter or that a new company applying to go public uh, files an S1 where they would have to, you know, reveal all of their finances. But it has always been the case that the stock market is a speculative game. You're trading on what will happen in the future. Do you believe that this stock will be worth more in the future than it is now or less in the future than it is now? 
And of course, one would argue that the reason you have a belief one way or the other is based on those underlying fundamentals of the business. But another way to think of it is more about the space in general and not necessarily this particular company. If you believe that electric vehicles are the future, and there's a very good set of reasons to believe that that is the case, well, then obviously electric vehicle companies are likely to be worth more in the future than they are today. The rub there is that companies that today are not traditionally electric vehicle companies are becoming electric vehicle companies. And so General Motors and Toyota and Volkswagen and Ford uh, and all of these are starting to have electric vehicles and they have a lot of infrastructure there around manufacturing, distribution to dealerships, et cetera, et cetera, not to mention brand recognition and affinity that you might be right. Electric vehicles are going to win in the end, but these incumbent players are going to be the winners of electric vehicles. A company like Rivian really represents something new. And again, it's in a class with, of course, Tesla, the Chinese Tesla competitor, Neo, Lucid Motors, which went public via SPAC earlier this year. We'll talk about that in a second. And also some now defunct companies like Nikola, which is almost poking fun at Tesla. Nikola Tesla's first name was Nikola. But it turned out that that company was really just smoke and mirrors, which is, of course, the risk of trading a stock that doesn't actually have a business yet. Now, with a SPAC, a SPAC is a special purpose acquisition company, sometimes called a blank check company. What a SPAC does is basically it raises money in order to then acquire or merge with an existing business. And so the SPAC, which is a shell company that does nothing, by design, will go public. There's really no scrutiny. There's no headache. Uh, a company that does nothing, makes no money, nobody cares about. Fairly easy for it to go public, as it turns out. Now you have this publicly traded company that does nothing, but it's on the stock market. People can buy it and sell it and trade it just like a normal stock. It is a normal stock. It's just there's no business there. And what happens is then they will acquire or merge with an existing business. So let's say you buy some stock in this random SPAC company. You have no idea what it's going to do or what it's for. It might do nothing in the end, but let's just say you buy some stock at $5. And then it turns out that they acquire a really awesome, valuable private company. And now that company is part of the stock that you own and the stock price shoots up well, that's awesome because you got in at the ground level, right? This is exactly what happened with Lucid. Lucid, the stock that exists today, was originally a stock called CCIV, Churchill Capital Investment Group, I want to say, something like that. And people were buying the stock on the rumor that they would eventually be an electric vehicle company. And there was a ton of speculation. The stock skyrocketed, even though it was literally an empty company. And then, of course, it crashed. But in fact, they did merge with Lucid, which was a private company at the time, and went public. Now, Rivian is a bit different. Rivian did not do a SPAC. Rivian did a traditional IPO, which I think is really interesting. Here, there was no sort of artificial pre-bubble uh, around speculation of a Rivian IPO. But instead, this is a company that raised a ton of outside capital has a product, has manufacturing, has employees, 
has a marketing website, you know, looks like a company that is actually going to do something. And then they IPO'd. It's just instead of IPOing after they started to build a successful business, they are IPOing before. Now, just for comparison, when Tesla went public in 2010, their annual revenue was somewhere around $120 million compared today to annual revenue of $31.5 billion 11 years later. Now, Rivian has essentially zero, but let's just imagine that they could see a similar type of growth trajectory that Tesla has seen over the next 11 years, I think what a lot of people are looking for is the next Tesla. Investors are hoping that this is like a crystal ball. Here's an EV company that we can actually get in on the ground level because probably they weren't brave enough or bullish enough to invest in Tesla when it went public in 2010. Now, I started the episode by saying that there were no headlines or big headlines having to do with Web3 this week, but I do want to draw just a small comparison to what's happening in the world of crypto. And as a larger trend, I'll include public stocks like all the activity around GameStop and AMC with Wall Street Bets. In a lot of ways, I feel like 2021 is the year where we sort of exposed to ourselves as a society that stock trading is really about speculation. We like to justify our decisions with the business that sits underneath But of course, all you have to do is look at a company that had a great quarter in their earnings reports and see the stock price go down, or a company that had a terrible quarter in the earnings reports and the stock price went up to sort of dispel that myth. What really drives stock prices is supply and demand. It's are more people buying right now or more people selling right now. And by people, I don't only mean individual people. In fact, mostly it's these big financial institutions that are buying and selling large blocks of these stocks. What's interesting is now as more retail investors, as they call us, enter into the fray and people are able to band together using the internet, something like Reddit, or through more technical mechanisms like blockchain technology and cryptocurrencies, You can see with a coin like Dogecoin, let's say, or Shiba Inu, which have absolutely no underlying value. There's not even a narrative there. They were built purposefully to be jokes, to make fun of other sorts of coins. But people invest, they buy, people sell, and make a ton of money. Here, I am not claiming it's exactly the same. Rivian does appear to be a real company with real products and a real promise of owning a large part of the automobile future. These cars look awesome. I want one of these SUVs. It looks amazing. But the fact that it can go on the stock market, people are buying the stock, selling the stock, making real money, even before the company itself has made any money, it just, to me, is part of this larger trend of speculation and everyone sort of just being okay with that in a way that I think in a previous era would have spooked everybody. There's no way that we're going to invest in this company. It doesn't even have any sales yet. But now that is socially and professionally acceptable for investors to do. And I think the game has changed as a result. And I'd be curious to see if we start to witness other IPOs of other companies that basically have not built a business yet, 
that are trying to go public and are able to do so successfully. Could you have a new social network that started to build a user base and had absolutely no revenue? Could that sort of company IPO? Or could you have a new social network that hadn't even launched yet and based purely on the hype they were able to IPO? I don't know if that will happen. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, by the way. Uh, I'm not passing any sort of judgment, but I do feel like a new doorway has been opened here for us all. And I'm curious to see what happens now that we've all walked through it. Okay, so the lesson here is we should all go pre-order Arivian or maybe buy the stock. This is not financial advice. I'm Professor Paul Canetti. I will see you next week for more tech news for MBAs. This is a really good podcast. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>